Eve, the beloved helpmate whom God gave to Adam. She listened to the voice of the serpent and fell under his spell, eating from the forbidden fruit. Cain, Adam and Eve's firstborn son. He listened to the enemy's temptation and murdered his brother Abel. There's a voice inside all of us that we hear from time to time, luring us into making destructive choices. Is the devil able to force us into making these poor decisions, or do we have something we can do to protect ourselves from this influence? Let's take a look at this question together in this week's 5-Minute Tour. Welcome back, Torah Tribe, and welcome to the very first portion of our new Torah cycle. This week, we are studying the portion of Bereshit, Genesis 1-1 through 6-8, and here are the three things that you need to know about it. Number one, the first holy object. The beginning of this week's Torah portion is truly the beginning, as it is the very beginning of the entire Bible and tells us of the creation account. It begins with the familiar phrase, Bereshit bara Elohim et hashemayim ve'et ha'aretz. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We step through all six days of creation and then read about the creation of the very first thing God not only blessed, but designated as holy. What is it? The Sabbath. It was the sanctuary he built long before the Holy Temple in Jerusalem, a sanctuary in time rather than space. As Abraham Joshua Heschel says, the power we attain in the world of space terminates abruptly at the border of time. Just as man was the crown of God's creation, the Sabbath was the cathedral of his creation. Number two, the first institution. Before God created the institution of religion or government, He created the institute of family. In this portion, we read about how He created humanity in His own image, an image of character rather than physicality. He took the woman from the man so that upon their reunion, they would once again be a reflection of Himself. Upon seeing his mate, the man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, Isha, because she was taken out of man, Ish. When a man and a woman come together in a covenant relationship, they bear the image of God. Number three, the breaking. Before they could say snickerdoodle, the first family broke faith with God and disobeyed literally the only prohibition they had. It just goes to show you how easily we can be controlled by our appetites, both literally and figuratively speaking. From there, the, quote, sin ball began rolling and picking up momentum with Cain killing his brother Abel in chapter 4, and then the world is overrun with wickedness in chapter 6, just before we are introduced to Noah. However, we find hope in the very last line of our Torah portion when we read, V'noach matzah Hashem, and Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Hey, hey, we're already in the new Torah cycle, but it's not too late to grab a copy of one of my five-minute Torah commentaries. It will not only enrich your connection to the weekly Torah portions, but it will also help support this channel. Just click on one of the links below to get your own copy. Thanks in advance for your support. This week's Torah commentary is called The Devil Made Me Do It, and it comes from my book, 5-Minute Torah, Volume 2. Generally, when we study Parashat Bereshit, we focus on either the days of creation or the fall of man. However, 
We can learn many more lessons from this brief account of the origins of humanity and sin. For example, from the story of Cain and Abel, we learn how we are the masters of our own destiny. Let me explain. As we know, Adam and Eve's first two children were Cain and Abel, respectively. Cain was an agrarian, one who worked the land to grow produce, and Abel, however, was a herdsman raising livestock. They both brought offerings before the Lord. Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground, and Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their portions. Genesis 4, 3 and 4. Immediately after this, we read that the Lord accepted Abel's offering, but rejected Cain's. Because of this, Cain became jealous of his brother. He allowed this hatred toward Abel to grow until eventually, ultimately, he lured him out into the field and killed him. Before this happened, however, the Lord noticed Cain's sullen attitude and his resentment toward his brother and warned him not to give way to evil. He told him, Why are you angry and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. Genesis 4, 6-7 as we can see in this passage, Cain was not merely the victim of his sinful nature, but he actually had the ability to conquer it. He had a choice to listen to either the Yesarhara, the evil inclination, or to the Yesaratov, the good inclination. In his admonition of Cain, the Lord made it clear that he had the ability to overcome the cancer of sin that was growing in his heart. He told Cain that his choices and his actions would set the stage for whether or not sin would be able to dominate him. When the Lord told him, you must rule over it, he was letting Cain know that the choice was fully in his hands. We would all do well to heed the Lord's instruction to Cain. Every day we have a choice which voice we will obey. We can either listen to the lies of the adversary or to the truth of the Lord. Our Yetzirah wants us to listen to the adversary, while our Yetzirah Tov wants us to listen to the Lord. Once we choose whom we will listen to, our commitment to that voice is strengthened. As we are taught in Pirkei Avot, Ben Azai said, Be eager to fulfill the smallest mitzvah and flee from transgression, for one mitzvah induces another, and one transgression leads to another. The reward of a mitzvah is a mitzvah, the reward of a transgression is another transgression. This is from Avot 4.2. When we choose to obey a command and flee from sin, we strengthen our connection to Hashem. It will make it easier to choose what is right and resist temptation when we face our next decision. But when we succumb to temptation, we strengthen our connection to sin and make it more difficult to resist temptation in future trials. The Midrash Shabbat in Barashith Rabbah 22.6 records Rabbi Akiva expounding upon this concept using Isaiah 5.18, which says, Woe to those who draw iniquity with cords of falsehood, who draw sin as with cart ropes. He explains that sin seems as thin and breakable as a spider's web when we first give into it, but through our continued submission, sin will eventually become as thin thick and as strong as a ship's rope. We've heard the expression, the devil made me do it. Many times we tend to allow our feelings and our circumstances to overtake us, and we blame our bad decisions on the adversary. 
However, blaming the devil didn't work out so well for Cain, nor for his mother Eve. Just like we are, they both were accountable for their actions. James, the brother of our master Yeshua, confirms this when he says, Each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has fully conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. James 1, 14 and 15. We have the ability to make either good choices or bad choices. When we're faced with temptation, we must remember the Lord's instruction to Cain. You must rule over it. Our choices will either strengthen our sinful nature or our godly nature. We need to work to ensure every choice we make brings us closer to our Heavenly Father rather than taking us farther away from Him. Well, maybe you can help me understand something. If we know the difference between right and wrong choices and the ramification of those choices, why do we still make bad choices sometimes? Why can't we simply learn from our mistakes or learn from our successes and make the right choice consistently without fail? Let me know why you think that's the case in the comments below. May the Lord bless you as you begin this new Taurus Aqua and please, please, please pray for the peace of Israel, the safety of all civilians and the troops of Israel as they face this devastating opposition from this huge evil in the world. I'll see you again soon with another Messianic insight into the eternal Torah of God. Blessings from Amet HaTorah.